you're listening to the Quality Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Jasmine Braxton. If you're a personal trainer who is trying to grow as a fitness professional, but feel unprepared to do so, listen in each week as myself and associates in the fitness space share practical tools and advice to help you become a quality coach. Welcome to the Quality Coach Podcast again, you all. My name is Jasmine. I am your host. And today we have the lovely and oh-so-fun Jessica Mata. Hi, Jessica. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing well. So Jessica is a fellow strength coach and entrepreneur in the fitness space. And today we really just wanted to come in and talk about financially supporting yourself while you are on the path of entrepreneurship in the fitness industry. And um, I'm so pleased to have Jessica talk with me about this because it is something that she is firsthand experiencing. She is do putting things in place to make sure that her company grows in a sustainable and enjoyable way, which isn't just burning all the boats and trying to figure out how to support yourself and your family while you figure out how to build a company. So Jessica, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So we're going to get right to it and ask this first question. What led you to even pursue entrepreneurship? Well, it almost really, I mean, if I'm being honest, it fell into my lap as we've talked before. Um, Two years ago, almost two years ago to the day, um, Meant for Movement was founded in April of 2020, um, which if y'all know your history and what we've experienced in the past couple of years, that's right amidst the pandemic. I was a senior at Calvin University here in Michigan at the time, and we went from completely in-class lectures and, and classwork to everything online. And at the time, I was a personal trainer on campus at the university as well. And when the pandemic hit, all of that went away. And um, I had always worked throughout college trying to provide for myself, pay back some loans, make sure rent was covered and such. And then all of a sudden, when I was stuck at home doing schoolwork, I had a few clients of mine that I trained on campus start reaching out to me and asking me about personal training again. Um, and what that could look like through the online space. So it really was a question that I had never anticipated to answer, especially when it came to pricing and how they pay me. Is it Venmo? Is it PayPal? Um, how do I, how do I do all of this stuff? And I was just kind of like, quote unquote, thrown to the dogs or thrust in a, in, into a space that I'd never been in before. And a couple months later, that snowballs into opening an LLC, um, getting that registered through the state of Michigan, getting a business bank account and making sure all the money, like as much as I could, getting all that like legality stuff squared away. And then two, almost two years later now, here we are with uh, a full-blown website, one-on-one online coaching applications, um, email drips, all the, all the things are now created in, in an online space where if someone looks up my website online, they can apply, I can assess and we can work one-on-one together. So that's really how it got started was for, and for a lot of people, I know the pandemic was just that tip of the iceberg for a lot of different things to, to blossom that we never anticipated before. 
Yeah, I've oftentimes equated it to um, a burning fire. The aftermath is a very fertile soil for beautiful things to grow again. And so you definitely explain that same concept um, with how so many people have been almost their hand has been forced into entrepreneurship, but then they're realizing there is a lot of good here. I can work with this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It, even that, um, that analogy you just used makes me think of, I had been on a hike in California where there had been a forest fire and picturing all of that, that burn, those burned trees that like I associate like fire and things with the color orange, like a, a lot of us do. But you think about how much growth can come from that burnt orange color and how much green blossoms for that from that. And that's like essentially what, you know, ha- has happened with COVID and what entrepreneurship is for me is that fire turning into a growing green plant. Mm-hmm. With almost like this entrepreneur uh, vein being kind of like pushed at you or falling into your lap, so to speak, um, it's makes someone think that once you started experiencing a little bit of positive success and momentum that, oh, okay, well, maybe I should just go full force with this, or maybe I should um, not take up my time working in other places so that I can focus totally on the business. Um, Many people feel like maybe I should just drop everything and work on that. What has been your approach to working for yourself and carrying a job working a nine to five? Um, first, I I will say too, it is really easy just to kind of go off what you were saying. It is really easy to like early on, I had a handful of clients. I was making, I was making some good money, but you really have to think long-term and have that long haul mentality, just like we do with training. We have to have that with entrepreneurship. If I want to have this business five years down the road and it be successful, I'm going to have to realize that my progress is going to go up and it's going to go down. And I'm going to have months where I have a good income and can save money and pay bills and put things away. And then I'm going to have months where I'm like, where'd all my clients go? You know, which in all reality in part, that means I did a good job as a one-on-one online coach, because if someone feels confident enough to be able to do things on their own, that's essentially my part of my job is to make myself obsolete. So there's that end of things. But as far as balancing things goes, um, I'm still learning with it too, but I am someone that I know I like to have a schedule. So as far as scheduling with whoever I'm working for at the time goes, I would like to have like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, where I know I'm going to have Tuesday, Thursday, and sometime on Saturday, because you got to have some time to take care of yourself too. (laughs) Um, In there, I know I'm going to have set days that are my business, and then that are working for somebody else. And that's really helped me as well um, to differentiate the two and kind of put my brain in, okay, I'm doing this job this day. And now I'm doing you know, my work another day along that same vein is having like time boundaries of like, on those days I work from home, I am done working at dinner time and my brain is now off. And I am, I'm just Jessica at home, making dinner, having a glass of wine, doing whatever. So having those boundaries, whether it be between jobs or times throughout the day has been really helpful for me. Oh my goodness, you have touched on something that I think is such a 
high value topic and it's talking about <laughs> boundaries. Most of the time when we speak of boundaries, we're talking about boundaries with other people and how they respect our time. But it's mm-hmm. so important for us to create boundaries for ourselves so we can respect our own time and energy. Um, I am so guilty of lollygagging in the morning <laughs> and then being like 10 o'clock. And it's like, why am I still even considering looking at anything for work. And I'm talking 10 p.m., y'all, not 10 a.m. So, um, and and I I say that to like, don't feel like you have to structure your day where you are up with the sun and working first thing in the morning if that's not your, if that's not how you're programmed. Like I personally am more of a nighttime person. So Mm -hmm. I've just learned like structure my day where I play to that benefit or play to that strength, but not sinking away the valuable time that I could be taking care of other things that are important. So, you know, I take care of me and do things with my son in the mornings, primarily now, and in the mm-hmm. afternoon, late afternoon and evening, I can focus on the sit down parts of my job, which come to me more naturally, that creative side in the evening. Um, so I love that you say about like at dinner time, I cut things off. I love that that can work in so many different places. And it's important because when you work for someone else, when you clock out, you go home and you don't think too much more about that job. You don't stress about it. You don't let it eat into your family time. And people will try to argue that you can't do that in entrepreneurship, but you almost have to force yourself to, because otherwise you will mentally tank or mentally burn out mm-hmm. from doing this because the internet does not turn off. It does not. There are so many reels that it's like, you know, funny, haha. I traded in my nine to five to work 24 hours a day. And that is a complete reality if we have no boundaries. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm getting at. And I am not one who promotes hustle culture or thinking that you have to be on and grinding all the time. There are seasons where you should be, where you might need to be biting the bullet and pushing yourself, but there are seasons (laughs) for not doing that, for letting yourself breathe and be a human being. Imagine if you worked a nine to five for someone else and they were always pushing you. 365 days a year, minus the days that you have holiday breaks and pay time off to go like rest your brain. Yeah. Which a lot of people do experience that, but like, let's talk about it. Talk about it in the fitness world. You would absolutely hate that. And you wouldn't last very long. You'd be Mm -hmm. like, okay, bye. So plus we're not even getting into like the monetary part of things. If you were at a nine to five job where they kept adding and adding and adding and adding to your workload and they weren't paying you anymore, you'd be out the door. So why would you do that to yourself? Exactly. Another wonderful point. Another very relevant point, right? Are you, if you are willing to work more hours after you have like worked a lot are you willing to increase your salary? Because if you are, that's your business. Go for it, right? But mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but to not do that, it's worth the energy to figure out how you can set up systems for yourself, how you can outsource or delegate certain things that make you spend an exuberant amount of time on your business when you're not seeing a positive um, return on the investment. A lot of times you're spending time worrying more than you are being productive. So 
it's worth the energy just to wrap this whole thought up to give yourself boundaries and limits with how much energy and time you dump into a business so that you can last longer. It's about the quality of your work, not the quantity. And so I just encourage people to think about that a little bit more. Right. Well, and that's where, you know, that. You were talking about that thing. We can work so hard for a short period of time and then we burn out and we don't want that to happen within our business. We want to have that, that long-term career, just like we would, if we were working a nine to five and we were going up a corporate ladder that way, Mm -hmm. except we just have more weight on our own shoulders because it is our business and it is our, our baby. It's our, the most precious thing that you can think of. Like that analogy is what we're trying to build for ourselves instead of working under someone else. Exactly. But what you said, you know, that's our baby. Like someone like myself, who is personally raised a kid is raising a child, you know, yeah. I have help. I have friends. I pay for childcare. We have activities it's not me 24 hours a day. Otherwise I could regrow, I could grow to resent motherhood. So if you don't want to grow to resent entrepreneurship, this hood, (laughs) then then maybe you got to reconsider, like, how can I, how can I hire a babysitter for this company? Like, how can I find ways to, um, take one of my hats off, relinquish one of my responsibilities. And it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be other people. If you're not ready to hire people, you can hire software. Think yeah, about, it, oh, it can ahead. be, it can be a course that you, that you essentially are still wearing that hat in what you're learning from somebody else. So eventually it can take care of itself, whether that's marketing, whether that's, um, you know, finances, reading a book, learning methods to better pay yourself, better pay your bills, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Initially, I would definitely say to someone that's going to pursue pursue entrepreneurship is that you're going to wear a lot of hats when you begin. And it might take a long time before you hire somebody else. But that doesn't mean that you can't invest in your company because also one hello tax write-off anything I purchase for my company I get to write on a little list and get money back for it later right (laughs) so you're gonna wear some hats but that doesn't mean that you can't get help from resources online from talking to a coach like we're talking right now talking to other people in that space and saying hey what what worked for you and then being able to intake that information and see how it works for yourself For sure. I mean, think about it, y'all. I do consulting for personal trainers. I do coaching with personal trainers, how to function, how to be better at this profession, how to create business structure and systems. Like I exist. So if I can exist, there is someone who exists for every little piece of things that you struggle with. You were talking about maybe books or courses or coaching, but I pay for software that helps me run this company. I pay for, um, a calendar system. I pay for a client resource management system, Mm -hmm. um, things like that, that if if you're someone who's still trying to spreadsheet, keep your own books, there are affordable bookkeeping, bookkeeping services, quick books. Hello, fresh books, you know, Mm -hmm. um, there's, you know, true coach for those personal trainers out there like me or uh, trainerize or train heroic. There's There's so many, not to say that you need that when you first start out, Because you can do everything from your Google Drive and send Google Docs and do all of that when you're first starting out. Mm -hmm. But as you'll grow and 
it's easier to outsource those things and input your information into apps, software that make it easier for thinking about that client experience side of things. That is, oh my goodness, you took the words right out of my mouth. When you, you can't just think about, okay, this is me shelling out cash. You have to think about your client's experience. I can pretty much guarantee that your client's experience working with you through like programming and coaching through a software that's built for that is going to be a hundred million times better than using only something like email and um, Google Sheets. It's great to start with, but you have to grow. And if you are growing, why not upgrade? You know, like investing in your business means you're also investing in yourself, which means that you have a level of trust in yourself to do something well. So it's not, it's never a bad investment, especially when it takes stress off of you. Like using a service to host my programming takes so much stress off of me versus writing in a spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. Like, and we're in, again, I'm not saying this to push you towards anything. We're just saying that mentally try to think about how far will I let this go before I upgrade? Yeah. And I would say to that, like just talking about the gaining the confidence to invest in yourself, being at a spot where I'm still working for somebody else, it is pretty hard sometimes to, to, to think like without having that all in mentality of like, how much do I invest if I'm only doing this part-time right now? You know, it's, it, I have, I'll throw the word around the imposter syndrome of me of like, am I like worthy of spending this money on this, on this course, on this program, on this thing right now, if it's not my main gig. And I would say it, you know, it's going to take me time to figure out where exactly I'm going to make that jump. But my main goal right now is to be able to take care of myself, to pay my bills, rent, groceries, gas, car, like you name it. Having a part-time job takes that stress off of me because I know, you know, twice, four times, however you get paid monthly, um, I'm going to have an income. And so the influx, the fluctuation that we talked about earlier of when my, my personal business, my funds go up and down, isn't, doesn't affect me as deeply because I'm not just dependent on the money that I'm making through my business. Therefore, just like hiring a coach or, or um, purchasing an app for my business, that takes the stress off me. So I can be a little bit more creative and have time to write down copy, write drip emails when I'm not at, when I'm not um, at that part-time job. Does that make sense? Makes complete sense. I love it. You are doing what this whole topic is about financially supporting yourself as an entrepreneur. Like mm-hmm. it, it's, it, you have that income that takes care of your personal life. That's your salary. That's the salary you're getting from outside of your business. That's the salary that you pay towards yourself. But you have to have um, overhead expense. You have overhead expenses that you have to cover. And that's just doing business, y'all. You So essentially, it's just, you know, like outsourcing, like buying, paying for True Coach or paying for a coach. It's just another stream of income Mm -hmm. that in the grand scheme of my business aids in everything. Yes. Yes. So um, we hope... I hope that this is an eye opener to think of ways that you can still grow, still support yourself and not feel like you have to 
do every little thing yourself, like feeling like you have what on the other side, other end of that spectrum, not feel like you have to throw so much money at your business in the beginning, if you're not ready for it, you know? Exactly. Right. So, um, a question I have is what advice would you give to a new trainer or someone who's new in the fitness world, trying to juggle a part-time job with growing their, their business? You've given some points already, but is there anything you think of? Well, I was going to say you've, you've touched on a few things too, but the biggest thing that I can think of juggling, like working for yourself and working for somebody else, it's going to get, like we talked about building our own schedule and boundaries. It's really comfy working for yourself. I'm sitting here talking to you in my sweatpants at, you know, what is it? 1145 on a, on a Monday morning. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. But you're going to get comfy working for yourself and being able to choose your own schedule and make your own decisions where when you go work for somebody else, that's not the case. They're going to tell you what to do, when to do it, maybe even how to do it if they don't like the way you're doing it, which can kind of like, for me, it grows that little, sometimes a little monster in my head of like, (laughs) why are they telling me what to do? Like, I know how to do this correctly. Like, why are they telling me that I need to change or when to do it or such things? So with that said, my main piece of advice is to leave your ego at the door when you walk into that job, because you are not the boss. Someone else is. You are there to do a job, clock in and clock out and not think about it when you leave. Even though like the business part of me, a lot of the time wants to like, oh, we can do this, this and this to make this like company better. That's not my job. I have to like tell myself to actively throw my hands up and not do that because it's not my business. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is so true, especially when we are programmed and geared to like improve and streamline and make something better because we are like involved in it. And mm-hmm. you need to reserve some of that energy for your own business unless you realize, wow, actually, this job that I'm at, this is fulfilling. I love this. Maybe fitness is something that I don't need to give a mass amount of time to. So maybe I should transition. Like no one's saying you have to stay stuck in something you don't want to be in or that isn't your true air quote calling. Right. Yeah. But um, I love that point where it's like, don't overextend yourself in a job that you don't, that you ultimately are using to leverage yourself. You're not using it to be in and make that your career. Exactly. And that leads me to another point of, you know, we're thinking long-term for our business where when you're working for somebody part-time, I like to view it, it's a stepping stone. Mm -hmm. It is okay if I jump from, which completely, I'll be 100% honest, I've jumped from a couple jobs in the past couple of years. Trying to find a job post-pandemic is very hard. So I've jumped from jobs, but it's a stepping stone. I know I'm not going to be there um, for life. It is not my end goal career. So realizing right off the bat, Yes, I'm happy to have a part-time job that's giving me income, but it is a stepping stone to get to where I want to be. It is not the end goal, which also feeds right back into that loop of like, I'm going to throw up my hands when I start thinking business things because this is just a stepping stone. This is, unless of course, like you just said, if it's something that, you know, um, turns out to be like, I really like this job and I could see myself having a career here, that is totally hundred percent okay too. I'm just speaking from what my experience is and where I'm currently at in my own life. I love it. I totally love it. Thank you so much for all of that insight. So my very last question that I have that I ask Mm -hmm. all of my guests is, in your opinion, 
what is a quality coach? Oh, we've touched on a couple of things already. Um, the biggest word that I can think of, a quality coach is someone with empathy. Um, we've, tu- we've touched on it a couple of times already. There are so many coaches out there that talk about themselves and their journey, which is all great and good. But if, you know, me, who's someone who's strength trained for, oh gosh, like four or five years now, which is a younger training age compared to some other people. But if I can't put myself myself in the shoes of my client or maybe somebody that's stepping into a gym and using a barbell for the first time, or even picking up a set of dumbbells, if I can't empathize with them and understand where they're coming from, I don't think that I'm going to be able to help them as well because they're not going to they're not going to be able to feel that from me. Um, there's that the famous quote: "People will." Um, I can't remember the exact quote. People will forget what you what you did, but they'll remember how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. And if you can empathize with somebody, I think that is one of the biggest parts of being a quality coach. I so agree. Thank you so much for coming on and talking with us today, Jessica. Where can we find you? On Instagram, you can find me at Meant for Movement, and from there, you know, I have. Um, a link tree on there. You can um, subscribe to my email list. I have the monthly movement mantra that came out this year. You can find me on my website at www.bentformovement.com. If you're someone that is just starting out as an entrepreneur, if you're two, three years into your business and anything that Jasmine or I said to you, like, don't be afraid to shoot me a DM. I'd love to have a conversation. I could have these types of conversations like all day, every day. If I could get paid to do that, it'd be amazing. (laughs) I totally agree. Well, again, thank you for being on the show. Um, We really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Thank Um, you so much for having me. For sure. So like usual, everyone, please be sure to go and rate and review this podcast, subscribe, share it with your people. This really helps get this, these conversations in front of more listeners just like you. Thanks. Thanks.